Are you a member of the graduating class of 2020? Or maybe you're a parent or guardian of a member of the class of 2020. If you are, I have a few things I want to say that maybe will help you along the line to get where you need to go in the future. Stick around. This is a message for the class of 2020. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Regularly Irregular podcast. My name is Jim, and I'm the show's host and creator. If you guys are tuning in for the first time or tuning in for the, I don't know, 15th time, thank you for having a listen. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me. All right, so let's get right into it. This show, I decided to title to the class of 2020, coming from a member of the class of 1990, graduated 30 years ago, June 15, 1990. Um, times have definitely changed, but the more things change, the more things stay the same. Now, mind you, what this is, is just me trying to give you a little bit of something that people might have given me along the way or little tidbits that I picked up along the way, my 30 years since I graduated high school. You know, trying to save you guys a step. And by you guys, I mean the, the graduates. Now, uh, I'm under no delusion. I know that this probably will not be listened to by the actual graduates themselves. This might reach your parents. That being said, I'm hoping that maybe your parents will pass this down to you guys if they haven't already given you this game. But literally... I'm trying to save you guys a step. Same way I'm trying to save my two sons a step. You know, I have two sons. My wife and I, we're blessed to have two sons. One is graduating. One has graduated high school. We just got his diploma in the mail today, headed to college in the fall. And one is starting his new career as a high school student this upcoming fall. I don't know what the classroom landscape is going to look like, but either way, we're looking forward to the new challenges. So with that being said, yeah, this is just advice. This is just me talking. Um, all this talk plus a dollar will get you a Snickers bar. Might not even get you that <laughs> that much these days with the way inflation goes. But if it can save you a little bit of heartache, even if it's just one person, then I'll consider this a success. All right. All right. So with that being said, let's get right into it. It's a list. And... The list is not comprehensive. There are things that can be added to the list. There are things that be subtracted from the list, um, but more so added. I'm looking forward to your feedback, parents, anybody who's listening, um, anybody who has a mentorship role with uh, a child. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that you send me some some feedback and give me some of your top 10 things that you might want to pass along to you, these uh, these graduates this year. Um, because they're going to need it. They're definitely going to need it. So I'll start off. Mind you, this uh, list also is not in any particular order in regards to importance. These are things that came to my mind. I jotted them down, sharing them with you. Hope it helps. All right. Number one, college is not for everyone. I'm going to repeat that for effect. College is not for everyone. 
It's for a lot of people, but it is not for everyone. And I need for you to understand this, graduate. Not going to college is okay. Let's let's unpack this a little bit. College is a huge, huge, huge expense. Uh, my son today, we filled out his, uh, well, no, he filled out his financial aid package for the remainder of the money that he's going to need for college and potentially put himself into a large amount of debt. It's his first real adult act. Put himself into a potentially large amount of debt with no promise, with no promise on return on investment. Statistics show that people who attend college have a better time faring in the uh, in the world than people who don't attend college. But that being said, uh, I know a lot of college graduates who do not work in their field. I know a lot of college graduates who are who, who have been professional students and are saddled with mountains of debt that they can't ever hope to work themselves out of. This is just a reality. These people are working in entry-level positions with pay scales that are not commensurate to the level of education that they possess. It's, uh, it's, it's criminal. Um, college is not for everyone. I'm not going to badmouth college. You know, I went to college, but it's not for everyone. And we as members of this society need to stress this fact to the generations to come and offer them viable alternatives. Things like going to a trade school, things like entering the workforce, uh, things like entrepreneurship. We need to foster this idea that college is not for everyone and that there are alternative paths that you could take. Just know that the reality is that if you don't go to college, your life has the potential to be a lot more difficult. Your path might be a lot more difficult. Doesn't mean you can't achieve whatever modicum of success that you are trying to achieve. It just means that your path might be beset with a little more, a little bit more uh, difficulties. I've used that word three times now, but that's that's what it means. Okay. All right. So it's not for everyone. Go ahead and get that out your mind. You can go ahead and, you know, research all the avenues uh, that you might want to research and whatever decision you make, just go ahead and make the best decision for yourself for the long term. Even though you're a young person, uh, you have to have a basic idea of yourself and think about the risk versus reward, the risk versus the re potential return. Okay. Because there's no reason to go into college half-ass uh, half and not commit to it, be miserable for four or eight or 12 years or however many years you get yourself involved with college with and um, be saddled with a, a mountain of debt and 
end up completely unhappy. All you have is a job that you hate and you're not even happy and you have all this debt. It's not worth it. Okay. So number two, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Entrepreneurship is for a certain select few people. I know I mentioned it as one of the viable alternatives to college being, uh, uh, where I said college isn't for everyone. By that same token, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It is for some people. I know plenty of entrepreneurs who have made a, a nice life for themselves. I know I'm thinking of two of my closest friends in particular. They own a embroidery and fraternal regalia shop in New Jersey. They've been entrepreneurs for longer than I've known them since they've got on basically since they gotten out of uh, since they got out of grad school back in the 90s and they've made it work but what entrepreneurial twitter won't show you is the uh, the sleepless nights the trying to make the ends meet the trying to run the business while raising a family the bills not being uh, not being met wondering if you're going to re retain your own uh, your space your entrepreneurial space you know if you if you have an actual edifice or if you're running it strictly uh, online the startup costs the potential for not making any money your first couple of years the potential that your business will go under before it even gets started I mean, they've they've been their 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 path has been difficult. They've made it because they have stick toitiveness, and they have savvy, and they have a product. They know how to market their product, and they're good at it. That's what that's what the 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 underlying main takeaway point from this is that they're they're good at it. They know what they're doing, and they put out a good product, and they know how to market it, and they're not afraid to take chances. But entrepreneurship isn't for everybody and entrepreneurial Twitter will have you stressed out. You know, I'm, I'm on Twitter pretty, pretty frequently these days and I watch these folks get on here and you know try to sell you a dream. Listen, you know, you, you get that stimulus check or whatever and take that. I don't know, whatever amount you got, a hundred dollars or $1,500. You need to flip that, turn that into a business, have two or three businesses. You know, what, what's wrong with you? If you, you know, you're not really living, you're not really moving and shaking. You're not really controlling anything. If you, you know, if you don't have like nine businesses, you're running yourself into the ground, man. If you don't get all the way out of here with that nonsense, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, it is for some people, but listen, there's absolutely nothing wrong with finding a job and working your set amount of hours, your set schedule, you know when you're going to get paid, you know that your health benefits are going to be, even though that they're, even though they're costly, you know that you're going to have health benefits. Um, there's nothing wrong with that life and then doing something else on the side. There's nothing wrong with that life and doing nothing else on the side. You know, 
there's nothing wrong with that as long as you make it work for you. Um, just don't listen to entrepreneurial social media and have have you pressured into making these decisions and regretting them and thinking that you're a failure because, oh, you know, I don't have four businesses at 25. That's nonsense. These people are lying. They are lying to you. They do not have four businesses at 25. They are lying. Okay. Cat with a capital C. <laughs> All right. Believe what your eyes are showing you. This day and age, we have images that are presented to us. I mean, we we just watched a man murdered on camera. Murdered. Not detained. Murdered. Not uh, a knee to the neck for nine minutes. Murder. And um, they would have you believe that the what you see is not what you what you saw. There was more to it. When your good sense, you know, is uh, telling you this isn't right. And I know what I saw. You did see what you saw. And you need to use your powers of discernment and your ability to reason and critically think and apply that going forward. You know what you see. You see it with your two eyes. You heard it with your two ears. This is not uh, deception. Your eyes and ears are not playing tricks on you like the old Getter Boys song says. You saw exactly what you saw. You heard exactly what you heard. You need to go ahead and believe that. Don't be swayed. People will be out here when you get out in this world and they will piss on you and tell you it's raining. It's like, uh-uh. Rain don't smell like that. Okay? Have your own mind. Make your own decisions. Believe what your mind has uh, made clear for you. Okay? Conversely, be skeptical of what your eyes are perceiving. I'm not giving conflicting messages here. Both of these things can exist at the same point in the same time. These two concepts are not mutually exclusive. Be skeptical of what is being presented to you because you know that images can be presented to you in a way that will reflect the agenda of the sending party. Okay. And when I say sending party, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about political party. I mean, whatever person or entity is presenting you with this image, the man who ushered me into my fraternity. He was my sponsor in my, into my fraternity. Um, I've known him for years now. He said something to me once that has resonated with me the, the majority of my adult life. He said, uh, Jim, one thing you always want to do 
always consider the source. Always consider the source. Consider the source. Think about what the source has, uh, what they stand to gain by presenting you this information. Think about what message they're trying to put forth. Once again, it's it requires you to use your common sense and your ability to discern and your ability to critically think. We are, as a society, producing a lot of book smart people, but not a lot of critical thinkers. And I think that's a shame. There is a need. There is a, uh, a need for both. You have to be able to critically think. Always consider the source. Okay? Because uh, people will try to get over on you. You need to beware. I'm not saying not to trust people in general, but you have to beware that if someone is bombarding you with these images, bombarding you with this message, what's in it for them by swaying you to see things the way that they see them? Okay. Okay. Um, take care of your teeth and your credit. Take care of your teeth and your credit. Uh, your teeth and your credit. If you take care of those things and your reputation. If you maintain all these three, these three things, they will serve you. If you, if you work on those three things, your dental hygiene, maintaining good credit. I mean, monitoring your credit score, you know, you watching your spending, uh, watching how you undertake new fiscal adventures not taking uh, out huge loans or running up a lot of credit card debt. And it's going to be tough, especially in college, because at least uh, if college is the way it was when I first started, as soon as you hit campus, as soon as you hit campus, uh, the first, I think my first week there, they were on me trying to push different credit cards on you. Hey, you know, take this car, whatever, blah, blah, blah you know no introductory rate and blah 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 and I know a lot of people who if it's the same way now that it was 30 years ago and this is 30 years ago if it's the same way now uh, you know you're going to be getting snow with uh, with with credit card offers you have to mind that so if you mind your your credit your dental care and your reputation early those things will serve you later. Those things will work for you later. If you take the time to be mindful about the health, the well-being of those three things, I guarantee you it will pay dividends down the line for you. All right. Your health is everything and your health is multifaceted. Your health, when I'm speaking about it, I'm speaking about your mental, your physical, your spiritual, and your emotional health. Those things are everything. I don't care what kind of money you're out here getting. 
I don't care what kind of accolades you are racking up, professional or personal. I don't care. You could be the CEO of whatever company, fast mover, you know, uh, Forbes, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, 30 best, most influential 30 under 30. You could have all of those things. But if you don't mind your mental, your physical, your spiritual, and your emotional health, I guarantee you that the rest of your house will come crumbling down. Those things are, or at least they should be, a part of your foundation. That's what you build upon. That's what you want to build upon. Uh, when I say taking care of your mental health, I mean seeking uh, counseling if you need it. I know with the younger generation, with this generation, I've noticed that going to therapy is a lot more accepted. It's a lot more the norm than when I was growing up. It doesn't mean you're broken. It means that you have stuff that you need to get off your chest and you need a professional to get it off your chest with. You need to treat your mental health the same way you treat your, your physical health. If you're sick, physically sick, you go and do what? You see a doctor. If you are uh, going through something with your emotional, your 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 mental state, you need to go and see a professional about that. And that is the approach that I think we need to take going forward in the society because the world is not getting any simpler to navigate. In fact, it's getting more difficult to navigate. So take care of your mental health it means go ahead and see that counselor. Go ahead and Get that therapy. Go ahead. If it, if, it, if it means being put on medication, go ahead and do that. There's no shame in that. You know, I have high blood pressure. I take medicine for high blood pressure. If you have some sort of psychological ailment that requires you to go on medication, go ahead and get that done. Go ahead and get that done. No shame in it. Um, your physical health, that's the usual path that people think when we're talking about maintaining health you know what to do try to eat better drink your water get that watering you know i'm i'm i struggle with that and, and let me, listen i struggle with that to this day i'm drinking some water right now i'm gonna take me a sip real quick i struggle with that to this day drink that drink that water uh try to get you some some movement in you know, the, the body hates being completely sedentary. So you, you want to get that movement in, in whatever way that uh, suits you, whatever way that you see fit, whether it's yoga or basketball or soccer or running. Just get some sort of movement in. Get the blood pumping. Get those, uh, those feel-good endorphins flowing pays dividends both I've never both uh, both uh, immediate and long term 
I've never finished a workout and said, man, you know, or a run or anything like that and said, man, I wish I, I regret doing that. Now I feel, I feel so much better when I'm, I feel so much better when I'm taking care of myself doing the, the, the physical things, whether it was, you know, lifting weights or running or whatever physical activity I, that I was engaged in. So minding your physical health is key because that metabolism that you have right now with 18, 19, 20, <laughs> you know, how you eat, whatever you want to eat, however you want to eat, whenever you want to eat at this point in your life, it catches up with you. It catches up with you. All of a sudden that metabolism slows down and you know, you don't burn that stuff off as quickly as, as before. And then the health problems come. You don't want to end up the way I see a lot of my patients, bags full of medications, medications, so many, so many medications that they can't even remember how many medications they're just a bag full of medications that I have to write to my hand hurts for my report, you know, entering in medications for a good two or three minutes into the computer. You don't want to end up like that. That's not, that's not, that's not how, uh, that's not how you want to get older. Okay. You want to set yourself up for success as a young person. That way your, your, your years, your middle age, and I can only speak for middle age, but I can't speak for old age, but your middle age years are, are make that a lot, a lot less challenging for you. I'm not saying not to have fun, but I'm saying is to go ahead and everything in moderation. Okay. <laughs> everything in moderation, your spiritual health. Um, if you are a church goer, if you are a believer, However you want to believe, I'm not going to try to influence anyone, any way, shape, form, or fashion. I believe as I believe and you are more than free to do the same. You are free to not believe in anything. But if you are a spiritual person, you know, go ahead and get in contact with your creator. You know, if you believe in your creator, whatever name that you want to assign your creator, go ahead and do that. Go ahead and have that relationship. Maintain a, a, a good spiritual health index, okay? You want to do that. That'll pay benefits for you down the line. Once again, if you don't take care of those things, everything else that you accrue, amass, it won't mean anything. It won't mean anything. I, I always make the point that when I think about and this is nothing that, that he could have prevented. This is something that happened that just happened to him. But I think about um, what was his name? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. And I've mentioned him on the podcast before. But Steve Jobs was, you know, he was richer than richer than the limits of my imagination. More money, more power than anybody that I've ever known or ever will know any human being that is. And at the end of his life, he was a frail uh, shadow of himself. All of his money, all of his power couldn't purchase him another minute of life. Everything he had, all of his assets, 
at his fingertips. Could not purchase him another second of existence. You have to take care of yourself. Once again, what happened to Steve Jobs was not his fault, but I'm just the, the point still stands. Take care of yourself, okay? Um, with that saying, with that being said, leads do leads me into my next point. My old heads always got in my ear as a as a younger guy and put me up on this, and this one has held true. All money ain't good money. All money ain't good money. If it costs you your integrity, if it costs you your peace of mind, if it makes it so it's harder for you to look yourself in the eye or look your family in the eye, if it's costing you your health, if it's costing you your sleep, it ain't worth it. All money ain't good money. You know, you're going to have to learn to say no to some of these uh, opportunities that come down the pipe, especially when it comes down like, you know, and it's tempting when it comes down to making this money as a young person, it's tempting. You know, you're out here, you're only what, 18, 19, 20, and you say you have the opportunity to make a lot of money and it just means you, you know, working, just grinding, you know, doing a 24-hour shift, doing a 36-hour shift or whatever, back to back to back to back, and you're running from job to job to job. And um, at the end of the week, you don't even have the, you know, your paycheck's fat, but you don't have the energy to, to do anything. You can't even enjoy it because you are on the paper chase so heavy. And now your mental your mental health is, is suffering. I mean, I was working at a job that I thought I wanted when I was in my 20s. I thought I wanted this job because I thought it would bring me some sort of stability and some sort of prestige. But all I got out of it was a nervous tick. I developed a nervous tick working for this, this company. You know, an eye twitch. And I ended up having to leave. All money is not good money. It's not for me to tell you how to make that decision. You're going to have to use the that power of discernment and that critical thinking. You have to know what's you have to know for yourself. I can't make those decisions for you. Your parents cannot make those decisions for you. You'll have to go ahead and see that for yourself. But you got to know that all money ain't good money. Uh, work, no matter how much you enjoy it, is still work. I got that one from my mother. Work is always going to be work. It's said that you, uh, any job that you enjoy, you'll never work a day. And that's BS. I enjoy being a paramedic. I, I love my job. It stresses me out. But I love my job. I still get a rush out of, out of helping somebody. I think helping the next person is our rent that we pay for our existence on this planet. And I consider myself blessed to do it. I don't just say that when people ask me. I really mean that when I say at this point, I'm just still blessed to be able to do the job, but it's still work, man. It's still work. Otherwise, it will be called fun. You know, otherwise it'd be called fun. 
I think the proper balance is to find something that you enjoy doing so that the work becomes less tedious so that the, the work becomes more enjoyable. But still, your job is your job. And if you get so caught up in your job that you start to lose your identity in your job and you just become this person who all they are is their job, that's pretty one dimensional. And that makes for what is it? Uh, all work and no play makes Johnny a dull boy. That saying is true. That saying is absolutely true. It's still just work. Be a well-rounded individual. Step away from your job. Hold it in perspective. You know, I work. I make this money. This money does not make me. When I'm off duty, you would never know that I do what I do. You know, because my life, my existence is much more than just where I spend the majority of my time, which is at work. <laughs> kind of ironic, but it's the truth. You're way more than just your job. Work, no matter how much you enjoy it, is still just work. Which leads me into this. Make time for your pleasure because your pain will schedule itself. Make time for your pleasure because your pain will schedule itself. If you don't take the time to do the things that buoy your soul, that gives your soul wings, that make you happy, that makes it where you want to get up and continue on with your life, that give your life meaning and purpose. Listen, life will go ahead and schedule you some pain. You, you'll be so busy doing these other things and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and uh, not making time for yourself and those things that make you happy. Life is going to present you with pain. Life's going to present you with heartache. You have to make sure and schedule, make yourself a priority, make your happiness, make the things that make you happy a priority because life has a way People, life has a way of throwing pain at you. And you're going to need something to fall back on. Memories, good feelings that you can lean on in those hard times. So you know that, you know, this pain will pass. But you can, I can get back to those good times that I felt. I can get back to doing those things that make me happy. Schedule your pleasure because your pain will schedule itself. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that because it's the truth. I don't want you to have to find that out the hard way. Push yourself. Push yourself. I'm not saying that um, push yourself into an early grave, but sometimes you have to be real with yourself and understand that Maybe you want to achieve a certain goal and you need to take a step back and wonder, well, I, why am I not achieving this goal? Why am I not hitting the marks that I think I should be hitting? And examine the variables. And if you come up as the, con the constant in all those scenarios that you run for yourself, then maybe you need to reevaluate your effort level.
You need to reevaluate your effort level and maybe you need to expend more energy. Not only do you need to expend more energy, maybe you need to surround yourself with more people who are going to push you. That is a that is a hallmark of good friends, quality relationships, good mentors. The people who care about you will say, hey, uh, you're half assing it. You need to step up your game because they know if they really know you and they know where you're trying to go, they know what sort of things you're trying to accomplish. They'll say, hey, hey, you know, you're slipping. You're slipping and you and your dream deserve more than the effort that you're putting forth at this time. And you need to be able to be honest with yourself and say those things to yourself. And you need to be able to take that criticism from the people who care about you and absorb that and grow, grow from that. You got to take that on the chin when somebody says, uh, hey, I know your potential. I've seen what you can do. And you're not you're not pushing nearly as hard as you you could be because I've seen you go hard. I've seen you. I've seen you grind and this ain't grinding. You're you know, you might be working with the idea that you, you think you're grinding, but really you're just doing stuff for show. And you're spinning in place. It's like, nope. You know, sometimes you have to. You, 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 what's what's really going to be necessary for you to get where you need to go is you can't do stuff for appearances. You have to just go ahead and 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 apply yourself and grind. Um. Just work. There's no substitute for the work. You know, there's just there just isn't. There is no substitute for the work. Work smarter, not harder, but there is no substitute when you're trying to get where you need to go. You got to work. You got to work. And conversely, because like I said, these things are not mutually exclusive. Cut yourself a break. Cut yourself a break because this life will beat you up. When you leave the confines of your four walls and your valued relationships, once you leave the confines of your fortress of solitude, wherever it may be, I pray that you have one. I guarantee you that the forces externally will apply themselves to you liberally. Uh, there's no need for you to fight with yourself in addition to the fight that you're going to have to endure outside of your four walls, outside of your comfort zone. You don't need to add that stress. You don't need to add that added burden. You know, you're already in competition with the world. You're already having to fight the world as you maneuver through it. You're already having to do that. There's no need for you to add extra um, that add, that added burden I, I, I've told this one to to many people it's like you know when I see people getting getting down on themselves I'm like man or, or whoever I'm talking to, like you 
don't you know that the world will do that for you? Don't you know, don't you don't you get enough of that out of the world? Don't you get enough of that from your from your employer? Don't you get enough of that from these these uh, relationships that you have to maintain that you don't want to maintain? But, you know, doing what you need in doing what you need to do, doing what you need to do and trying to get where you need to go. Don't you already do that? Why are you adding to your why are you making your load heavier? Make your load lighter. Give yourself a break. Okay, give yourself a break. Because you deserve it. You deserve it. And if you don't do it for yourself, the world's not going to do it for you. So you you have to go ahead and give yourself the break. All right. What else? Oh, I was talking to my high school classmate about this one. And this is something I've already, his father passed this one on to him. And this one is, I got this one. uh, I don't even know where I got it, but it's, 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 served me in my work and home life. It's a sad mouse that has only one hole to crawl into. I repeat, it's a sad mouse that has only one hole to crawl into. Um, I'm specifically talking about streams of income. Uh, I could apply other ways. I'm not obviously speaking about relationships. I'm not advocating you having more than one relationship i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh, uh judge you if that's what you want to do as long as you have consenting adults they understand what you're what you're trying to do um as long as there's no deception with that then that's one thing but i'm speaking specifically about streams of income um if you ever wonder why i have five six jobs it's because i always believe it's a sad mouse that has only one hole to crawl into. I believe in layers and layers and layers of contingency. Um, I need to be able to get at the bag one way or another. You know, if, if lane A is not open to me, I need lane B to be open to me. If my A and B aren't working, I need to be able to jump into C. If A, B, and C aren't working, I need to be able to jump into D. I need, I need to be able to access, uh, access my 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 money, and my security, and that's why I work on being diverse in regards to the way I make money and secure my attempt to secure my financial stability. Okay, it's why I do what I do. And in this age of economic uncertainty, you need to be about that mindset as well. You need to diversify the way you get the bag. Don't fumble the bag. Okay, Um, you know, you have to be about that hustle. You know, you know, I don't know if it's the it's the that half Caribbean in me or whatever, but I'm about that hustle, man. You know, I'm, you, I need to be able to get at it one way or another. And when I see avenues drying up, I need to be able to m- make my little moves over here, my little moves over there. Um, and just don't, you know, don't tell everybody about what you're doing. But, you know, you just make sure and do your work. Have your, your team of people that you trust and confide in. And they'll, uh, you know, do right by people and they'll do right by you. But 
you you definitely want to diversify the way you um, want to achieve your financial security. Okay. Challenge authority. This generation is really good at that. I don't really need to speak too much about this. This generation is really good at that. Um, this generation is about challenging authority. I'm seeing the the youth out there, whether it's protesting uh, on the streets or in the various arenas of government. I see a, 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 a well-needed, long-needed shift in the way government is uh, being conducted. You know, these people with these new ideas, fresh ideas, challenging the norms, shifting the norms, um, speaking out about injustice, challenging authority. Uh, you got to be fearless. You got to be, you got to be ready to go out there and, and, and say what's right and stand on what's right. And, you know, when people present you, uh, you know, they present themselves as authority figures and, you know, if what they're saying or what they're doing does not align with your personal uh, moral compass, you it, it might require you to challenge that authority. And uh, yeah, that's that's it, because once again, you this generation is good is good for that. I don't really need to beat that that, you know, that idea into your head. You 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 are all better at that than my generation was. And I think I'll leave you with this one. There is rarely such an instance as the perfect time for anything. There is rarely such an instance as the quote unquote perfect time. Life is literally about taking calculated risk. Playing basketball growing up, we had a saying, study long, study wrong. Sometimes you got to let it fly, man. You got to go ahead and let it fly, you know. But when I say let it fly, I mean, my jump shot stems from, you know, hours and hours of practice, working on my technique, you know, making sure my follow through is what it needs to be, making sure my, my jump shot is like, my mechanics are correct. I'm shooting the same way, the same every time, you know. So when it comes down time for me to shoot my shot and let it fly, uh, it's because I've worked at this. I've worked at this thing and I've prepared for this moment. And sometimes you got to let it fly. Sometimes if you wait to get all your ducks in a row, you'll never you'll never make a move if you're waiting to get all your ducks in a row. You'll be stuck with analysis paralysis. Nah, nah, you have to just go ahead and sometimes you can step out on faith. You know, do your research, do your work, do your due diligence. And after that, sometimes you just have to go ahead and try to make something happen. Try to make something happen. Sometimes it won't work for you. But you don't want to go through life and arrive at the twilight of your life with a bunch of regrets behind what you should have done. 
man, if I'd only taken this risk instead of playing it safe here, if I'd only done this instead of second guessing myself here, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. None of this is easy. I'm saying it's necessary. I'm saying it's necessary because the worst thing you can have in life, well, one of the worst things, but man, regret, regret, work your plan, plan your work, shoot your shot because shooters shoot, be a shooter. Don't be on the sideline, you know, uh, wondering when you, you know, whether you should or shouldn't be doing stuff, you know, plan for your moment. And when you see that opportunity, go ahead and seize it. Seize it. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But you'll never know because nothing beats a failure but an attempt. All right. I think that's about it. Come on back in one second and we'll close the show out. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of the show. This episode, I want to thank you guys uh, for listening in. I really appreciate your help, your support through all this. You know, it's invaluable. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, I want to take this moment to shout out. And I'm going to do this going forward. I want to shout out some podcasts that I listen to. Uh, quality content, people putting forth a message with a purpose and they're doing this while being entertaining at the same time. You know, these are, these are good people with, with, you know, good ideas and, and I, I, they, they need some, they don't need my, uh, shout out, but you know, I'm going to give them to them anyway. Um, because I believe that's, you know, we should spread the love, right? We should, we should make sure and spread the love. It's just, if I have something good, I want everybody to have it. All right. So I don't want to hold it to myself. So uh, I want to shout out uh, the good sisters over at Confessions of a Red Couch. I've listened to their podcast. We all entered into a, a thing a little while ago where we were supporting each other's works. And when I took my hiatus uh, and said I was coming back, one of the first uh, messages of encouragement like yeah good to have you back with the women of confessions of a red couch podcast and um you know i, I made sure just listen to those sisters and they're, they're they're really they're really dope um and in this time and age of where we should be amplifying uh black women's voices uh, i wanted to shout them out first so thank you for that thank you for being uh, uh just good people and thanks for putting out good content so check them out confessions of a red couch uh they're available on you know apple spotify wherever you get your podcast content also i got put on to this podcast by my man Derek oxley who runs um the behind the wheel show great podcast he put me onto these two brothers uh, from the Bronx. They run a podcast, very Bronx specific. It's called Live from the Bronx. These two brothers uh, are doing good work. They're doing good work. 
And, um, you know, even though I'm from Philly and uh, I used to spend you know a lot more time in New York, I'm, I'm not going up there any, anytime soon, Just not just New York, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon with COVID being the way it is and with the rise of new cases. Still, um, if you're interested in some, uh, if you're from the New York tri-state area and if you are, maybe you're a native Bronx, Bronxite or you just want to hear some good content from some uh, some from a Bronx centric perspective. Check those brothers out at Live from the Bronx. Um, yeah, yeah, you you won't you won't regret the time you spent. You will also find those gentlemen, uh, those brothers, over uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, same as mine. Okay. Um, Wherever you get your podcast content, you can you can find them there. Um, and I wanted to shout out a black-owned business. Um, these are my people. I spent I mentioned them in the show. Uh, Wendy and Jerry. They run Fraternal Regalia. They uh, they do embroidering. They do if you're in a fraternity, they they can handle your your the needs in regards to your uh, your jackets or any sort of paraphernalia you, you might be looking for but they also do like stuff for teams for sports they're doing they're doing masks they do good work over there they do good work over there and I've you know I'm speaking as a you know I've been a customer and a for of theirs for shoot I've been a, a member of the fraternity for 21 years now and at least you know going on 22 years those they do they do good work quality work you know in the uh, in this age of people doing stuff quickly and haphazardly they take their time you're going to get a good product you're going to get it on time you're going to get it at uh, a good price now uh good work is not cheap Okay, but you you get what you pay for, and with uh, fraternal regalia, you're gonna get what you pay for. You're, you're not gonna leave there disappointed. Okay, uh, I'm gonna link the podcasts I mentioned and the business I mentioned. I'm gonna put links to all of them, uh, where to find them. I'm gonna put them on the uh, the the page, my podcasts page on Facebook. I'm going to link them there. So if you're interested, you can check them out there. Um, so, yeah. All right. That's that's the business. So, yeah. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, please take care of yourself. Wear the masks. This is this thing is not showing any signs of slowing up. In fact, with the, you know, I've seen it where they're talking about people like, oh, we're going to we're entering the second phase. And I've seen it where they're saying we haven't even gotten out of the first phase, much less entering the second phase. So wear the masks, engage in social distancing, please, please. We can't let up now. Uh, I think I saw something to the effect that uh, something to the effect that Florida has the largest number of new cases. I I saw Florida, Texas, uh, California has a, a. crazy amount of new cases this thing is not going away we have not we have not vanquished it 
we cannot behave like the way the world was at you know on March 13th of this year we're not out of the woods we're nowhere close to out of the woods any amount of success that we've enjoyed is because we've done the things necessary to get to be successful which are the things that we mentioned prior so we need to be diligent we need to remain steadfast in our uh steadfast in our endeavor you know we need to stick with this we're not out of the woods yet so please take care of yourself get yourself checked you know uh, do the things necessary because the world is a better place with you guys in it your families need you you know uh i value you you know uh Take care of yourselves, okay? All right. Uh, As always, be good. But if you can't be good, at least be good at it, right? Right. All right. I'll catch y'all later. Peace.